Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. It's August 19th, uh, 2020. Allie, this is episode 36. So a couple weeks off the air here, took a little time off. So good to be back with everyone here. Um, I always think it's unique when you take a, a full week away. So basically I spent nine days out of the field when you come back, just how much things change versus when you look at it every day, Allie. Uh, GDU-wise, um, still progressing well. Let's just start with an update there, then we'll talk about maybe some of the, the observations we're seeing out there. Yeah, so GDU-wise, coming out of Preston, Minnesota, uh, figuring in April 20th planning date, we're sitting around 1880 uh, GDUs. So pretty on pace is what you'd see in a normal year, I would say. Um, it probably leads us into, like you mentioned, uh, a week can make a huge difference, but as I was telling you, even over the weekend, things can change pretty significantly. So from the corn side of things, I think we'll maybe just start there. Um, crop staging wise, where are you seeing uh, most fields that you're in? Yeah, it, um, you know, when I, when I was last in the field there, um, you know, we were probably, you know, we're obviously we were all the way to the brown silk, you know, into the, into the dough stage. Now we're kind of entering the dense stage, quite a few dents out there as I was looking, doing some sticky trapping today. And, and even up to some of the 104 day stuff, uh, I'd say a lot of stuff is really entering early date. There is some you know, early planted 160 that's showing first end. It varies a little bit by planting date and, and some fast ground and whatnot. But uh, I would say a vast majority of the crop is right at the early den stage. I'm not sure what your observations were, Allie, but that was kind of my observations uh, the first part of the week uh, as I was out about. Yeah, same here. I mean, I'd say last week I easily found those maybe earlier maturities were easily at that R5 stage or dent. But as you mentioned, I mean, I too have seen some of those fuller season maturities that are sitting right at that stage as well. So we'll just keep progressing here. And I think um, things are gonna maybe pop up a, on us a little bit quicker around harvest, which we have had a few questions this week, corn silage wise. Um, when could folks maybe start to see some, some choppers rolling on some of the corn silage acres? Yeah, I think it's, it's coming soon. And um, you know, we talked about the current GDUs there at, at 1880 and, and looking at the 15 day forecast, it looks like we're, we're gonna see in a really nice trajectory, probably staying above by averaging over 20 a day here. It looks like on the 15, if you average that out. Um, you know, in some cases where some growers planted some earlier corn, pretty early to kind of, to get silage harvest started off. Um, I think we could see some of that here by the weekend. And when I say early corn, you know, we're maybe talking some you know, sub 95 day corn that was planted, you know, before April 25th, that it was kind of a planned deal. Um, but even looking at, um, you know, some of the, the fuller season silage, um, I think here come September 1st, Allie, I think we'll see potentially uh, quite a bit of corn silage harvesting getting underway. I'm not sure what your thoughts are, but that's kind of my observations. Yeah. And we talked about this earlier. I think my observations or thoughts on that timing wise are pretty consistent with yours, but Another thing, just kind of sticking on the corn side of things, had a few questions just on popping up around, what are we still seeing for disease as we progress a little farther into the season? Uh, but more questions just around, we're really, we've been dry, but we just can't seem to catch a rain in a lot of these areas. And a lot of folks are really starting to, to observe those symptoms and not just on the ear in terms of tip back or some of those other things, but you can see the whole plant stressing in some of these areas as we move towards harvest, what are just some things that we need to think about knowing that some of these plants are, are under stress in some areas more than others when it comes to moisture? Yeah, I think moisture stress will be the biggest thing. And I was a little worried about disease, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago that disease could play a big role down the stretch. And now I think just our lack of rain alley is, is really protecting us from that disease expanding. I'm not saying we're 100% out of the woods, but um, if it doesn't start really showing, you know, that it's kind of rapidly progressing here 
over the next week. I, I don't think disease is going to be a big deal, but um, you, you can see it as you walk fields. You can see some of the firing. Um, um, a lot of fields are, are just kind of hanging on by a thread uh, from a corn standpoint, which I'll put it this way. I'd rather for a corn crop, I'd maybe rather just barely hang on by a thread moisture-wise than to be super saturated like we've had the last couple of years. I, I think corn is um, will always do a little better, a little bit dry than we ever will with, with excess moisture. But with that said, it um, I don't know how many rains alley I've watched come to southeast Minnesota and either vaporize or just literally, you know, make a detour to make sure it goes around us. And where I live up in Zambroda, you know, we've had great rains. You know, moisture's not nearly the issue as it is uh, uh, in southeast Minnesota where we spend most of our time. But, um, you know, not a lot we can do about it other than just kind of sit back and watch it. Um, but but really, you know, you can see the, the plant response and um, in some fields just you can really tell the, the lack of mobility of nutrients is really starting to kick in. You can see the bottom half of the plants firing. And usually when that starts, Allie, you'll see the top of the half of the plants really start to kind of pull back too. But, um, um, you know, a lot of acres, like I said, we're, we're hanging on, but it's by a shoestring. And um, I guess we'll just have to see if we can keep catching these small rains to just barely keep it plugging along. Well, like you said, not a lot we can do about it, but I do think it's important to hit on just because we know that as we hit these stress conditions, we're going to be moving those carbohydrates, you know, yep. reallocating them basically. So just keep that in mind as we move a little closer to, the har to harvest, just really keeping an eye on which fields we might want to go after before others. Um, maybe before we move into segment two, just a quick update where soybean stage is sitting. Yeah, it varies a little bit by um, maturity alley. The, the early beans planted early, um, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're filling pods all the way to the top. So I, what did that put us at R6 or something like that? LA would be my guess where we're at. And, uh, um, you know, looking at progression wise here, we can talk a little bit more about this out of the break, but I think the early beans planted early, I think we're within a month of being probably into harvest swing with where we're progressing. And we come on a break, we'll talk about the bean progress here just a little bit more. 